All right, let's go ahead and call the meeting to order at 5.36 for the Measure O Citizens Oversight Committee. Uh, this is a special meeting, um, Monday, September 18th. Uh, let's go ahead and start with a roll call vote. Thank you. Chair Cuevas? Here. Vice Chair Morostica? Present. Committee Member Tubb? Present. Committee Member Conley? Absent. Committee Member Bailey? Committee Member Ruby? Present. And Committee Member Mather? Here. All right, we have a quorum. Uh, any public communications? We don't have any public communications at this time. All right, moving on to committee business. Uh, first up, the minutes. The recommendation is to approve the minutes from our regular meeting on Tuesday, May 9th of this year. Uh, do we have any discussion or a motion to approve the minutes? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes from May 9th. Second. I was absent, but I listened on the public video. The proper meeting. Second. You'd like to, you know, sit All right. Okay, we have a motion on the floor to approve the minutes. Chairman Cuevas? Yes. Vice Chair Morostica? Yes. Committee Member Tubb? Yes. Committee Member Ruby? Yes. Committee Member Mather? Um, abstain, I wasn't here. Four eyes. Motion carries. All right, moving on to item number two, an update on the Measure O granting program. Going to hand it off over to Ms. Townsend. Thank you. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is Pam Townsend. I'm the Assistant Chief Financial Officer here at the city. Um, I am very excited to be here with you this evening, and I'm joined with some other members um, of staff. Um, I wanted to acknowledge that um, as I'm sure you all know, the city recently hired a new city manager, Bill Ayub, who is in the uh, audience today. Um, we also have Andy Hegland, our city attorney. We have Joe Schrader, our mayor. We have uh, Heather Sumagaisai, our public information officer. We have Nancy O'Connor, our parks and recreation director. Uh, we have Emily Fox, our recreation manager. We have Stacey Zarazua, our parks manager. And we have Daryl Brumley, our financial services manager. So these folks are here to help facilitate uh, any conversation that we have to this update for the granting program. So I wanted to give just a little bit of a recap on the background of how we got here. So presented here is a timeline and I'll just read through it uh, just to refresh everybody's memory. Back in June of 2021, the Measure O Committee recommended the appointment of an ad hoc subcommittee to explore the community granting program. In October and November of 2021, the CFO at the time worked with the Measure O Subcommittee on draft grant guidelines. The Measure O Subcommittee presented an update to the Measure O Committee on the granting program. In April of 2022, the CFO at the time added a $100,000 to the FY 2023 proposed budget for the granting program. In November 2022, the CFO reached out to the Parks and Recreation Department for input. In December of 2022, the CFO opted to work with the Parks and Recreation Department on having the Ventura County Community Foundation, or VCCF, administer the Measure O grant program. In January of 2023, CFO leadership changed, and the new CFO in the Parks and Recreation Department discussed the grant and a path forward. And in May of 2023, VCCF no longer had the resources to administer the city's grant programs. 
So when VCCF could no longer support the granting programs and in light of our 2022 special audit uh, and changes to city leadership, we took another look at the Measure O ordinance. And I can confidently say that we, ha we all have a renewed interest in making sure that the policies and procedures are followed correctly and the language on this next slide comes directly from the Measure O ordinance. So section 4.129.160 of the outlines the Citizens Oversight Committee. This is directly from the Measure O ordinance and it says, the Citizens Oversight Committee shall review the projected revenues and recommended expenditures for the funds generated by this chapter and shall make their recommendations to the City Council as part of the City's budget process. After a review of the independent audit required by section 4.129.180 hereof, the Citizens Oversight Committee shall provide its findings to the City Council. Unless modified by the City Council by ordinance, the Citizens Oversight Committee shall not have any function, power, or authority other than expressly provided herein. The Measure O Committee plays a crucial role in ensuring the success of Measure O, and we wanna make sure that everyone's on the same page with the roles and responsibilities. So we wanted to give you a highlight of what the Measure O Committee can do. So the Measure O Committee can review the proposed budget. They can make recommendations on whether or not the budget fits within the scope of the Measure O ordinance. They can review the annual audit and provide findings to council. And while the committee has significant responsibilities, it, it doesn't have the power to create and establish a granting program. The committee's focus remains on reviewing the audit and making recommendations as to whether or not the recommended budget fits within the scope of Measure O, both of which are integral to the success of Measure O. Now, as we move forward, it's important to note that the, the current program as it exists, we can't move forward with it. Um, we just have certain challenges that prevent its continuation. We'll need to work together to navigate an effective strategy moving forward. So we wanted to provide you with a path moving forward. To be consistent with the authority outlined in the ordinance, new initiatives must begin with city council. So should a community granting program want to, should a measure O granting program, if you want that to be established, you could do the following. The committee could approve an agenda item during a future public meeting, have the chair draft a letter that recommends a granting program as part of the budget process. The chair can then draft that recommendation letter to city, for city council for committee review. The committee approves the, the recommendation letter during a public meeting, and the chair can submit that approved recommendation letter to city council. We know, it's, we know that this has been in the works for a very long time, um, and we apologize for the fact that it's taken so long, but we really wanna make sure that when we come up with a path forward, that it's in line with the policies and the procedures and the ordinance as it currently exists. Um, again, we're really here to help facilitate in any way possible, but we wanna make sure that we're following what has been outlined uh, within our existing ordinance. Um, and with that, I am here to help. Um, we have an entire room full of folks um, to answer any questions that you may have, but that's all I have for you on our community update. Great, thank you for that. Any discussion? So many questions. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been on the books and budgeted and money spent since 2022. Why has this not come back to us since then? Uh, well, the, this particular program, th there was a pilot program that, that existed. That pilot program came and was initiated by council. Th this particular program was created and established within this committee. Um, 
And unfortunately, there are just certain restrictions that we have with the existing ordinance as it is that prevent us from being able to move forward with that. We, we still want to provide you with a path forward. Um, and I, I hope that we've done that, um, but we really wanted to take a look at the existing ordinance and what is outlined within that ordinance. But how have we, how has this not come back to us since 2022? I mean, we, you look at the 2022 actual budget and there's money spent on this line item. I mean, we're waiting to hear an update. It's, this budget has gone to council multiple times with this in it. And we've talked about it at every single meeting that we've had. There's probably been eight, maybe 10 since this has come up. And now we're just now hearing as when we heard before that it's supposed to finally be granted. We're gonna probably have the money start flowing and supporting different initiatives in the community. And now it's, wait, sorry, this isn't in line with the spirit of the measure. Or it's not in line with the, uh, maybe not, it's in line with the spirit, but it's not in line with the uh, formal process of the measure. Yes. So how did that happen? Uh, I think there are a couple things that happened. Um, I know that there was a pilot program that did exist at one point. That pilot program came and was initiated by council. Um, so that is the proper mechanism by which to create a granting program. So you may have seen monies spent on this and it would have followed that pilot program and that's, that makes sense. That is in line with the ordinance as it's currently outlined. Um, I, I can't speak for how it's not come up in prior meetings. Um, I know that this has, I know that this has been on the books for a long time coming. I can't speak to all of the, the conversations that were had during those meetings. Unfortunately, I wasn't there for a lot of them. But I can say that a lot of things have happened internally with the city. Um, we've had um, special audits. We've, we've really had a lot of things that have required us to take a good, hard look at the process by which we do things. And we really wanted to make sure that if we are going to create a granting program, that we, we do so in the proper way. And unfortunately, when we were doing the review process, we just hit a sticking point. So when this came oh, up... Oh, wait, sorry. Special... Before you continue, I don't want to interrupt your flow. Could you just speak directly into the mic? Just everyone remember to do that. Did this come up in the external audits? that it was an issue? This did not come up in the external audits. What came up was a, a renewed interest within the city's uh, staff to make sure that we're constantly reviewing our policies, making sure that we're following things to the letter of, of our policies. And this was one of the things that we were like, we've, we've devolved, we, we've, we've gone in a different direction and we really wanna make sure that we're sticking with the ordinance. But is it a question of that the city doesn't have the resources, as, you, as one slide uh, stated, or is it because we didn't have the authority in the first place to even recommend this, this granting program? It's the, the nature by which it came to be in the budget. So normally the process would be, um, council would initiate a budget, it would come to the Measure O committee, the Measure O committee would determine whether or not what's in the budget aligns with what was outlined within the scope of Measure O. Um, generally speaking, the Measure O committee doesn't have the authority in its in, in the ordinance to be able to put things into the budget. Um, it's not so much a resources issue. Um, you know, we, we, as we build the budget, we, we look to how much money we're gonna have in revenues and all of the things that we need to spend money on and what the city's priorities are. And if it's determined that a granting program is part of the city's priorities, um, we can address that. That, could, that can be a part of the budget process. It's, it's not that there's no mechanism 
by which a granting program could exist within Measure O. It was just the way in which it came to be. And I, I do apologize. I, I, was not, uh, I was not here for a lot of these initial conversations, and I, I, I understand uh, that this has been a long time coming, and I, I don't doubt that there's significant disappointment. I, I, I completely understand that. But I do want to make sure that if this is something you're really passionate about and this is something that you do want to happen, we wanted to provide a path forward for you. And again, going back to the purpose of the grant program, and Marco, Jordan, and myself worked on that subcommittee. We, we had several meetings, a lot of discussion. We created a rubric. We, all the obstacles that were thrown at us at the time, we came back with what we thought was a very solid recommendation and proposal. And um, it, it sounds like it's the effort to go forward. It sounds like it's probably unlikely that it would ever proceed for that amount of money. This, I can't imagine the city council is gonna pay much attention to it for $100,000. I, I, uh, I, I don't know if I would say that the city council wouldn't pay attention to $100,000. I, I think that the city council would pay attention to, there are a lot of things within our budget. I think our, um, our, our we have a $400 million budget. Um, and in it are things that, are, people are passionate about. If this is something that Measure O is really committed to, um, I can't speak on city council's behalf, um, but I, I wouldn't say that they would ignore it just because it's $100,000. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would believe that. And again, I'll go back to Jordana, who rest in peace, um, she passed away the year that this was adopted. Um, and she was extremely passionate about this because for the Measure O committee, we are basically given the agenda of what the items are that the city needs. And this was an opportunity to say, as a citizen oversight, we'd like to be able to reach out to the community and say, oh yes, and by the way, besides planned department capital improvement programs or uh, other budget items, this is a way to reach out to the community and say, yes, this is an opportunity to explore programs that other citizens, out besides ourselves, would like to see implemented. So it's, I can just express extreme disappointment. Okay, um, I have a question. Sure. And is the, and I was not he, privy to any of this because my term is new, um, to how the funding stream was coming from external sources. So basically what you had set up was that, that external organizations would apply or in some way to receive monies from the city. So my question is, are we saying that other people do it better than the city? That's number one. Or, or shall we look, take a look at it and say, if the city did it, is that cheaper than paying the overhead of, an, of all of a sudden you're getting a distance and they have their overhead and they have to provide for their employees, et cetera. So I'm wondering, I'm not trying to take away this opportunity to perhaps fund grassroots programs um, within the community, but for $100,000, who are we saying can do it better? All right, that's really the fundamental thing. Are there, or are there department heads, which I complimented at the last uh, meeting, uh, who know what the needs are? Can, can they do it as well or better? than a process that's gonna have to be 
redone, all that, and take a lot of extra time from you know council, from you, from all those people, rather than incorporate it into already existing programs, which we deemed valuable and meritorious of financial support. I think you're asking all of the right questions, um, and I think that those are the types of questions when it comes to the very nature of granting programs that, that we hash out during the, the budget process and that City Council discusses when determining whether or not money should be put in the budget for a granting program, and I, I think those are all real questions that should, need to be addressed when, when we go through that process. They're good questions. Barbara, would it be possible for you to give uh, a little bit of a history on how we got here? Because I, I seem to recall we were sitting here and we were looking at the ordinance and saying, well, where are we talking about improving services for seniors, the disabled, and veterans? And it was, well, that's, we're not focused on that. Like, we have other things that we're focused on for the measure of budget. And then we said, well, are those areas not as important? Like, when we look at the measure O ordinance, is it written in a hierarchical order? Or is it just written as is, as bullet points are individual and should be taken individually? And I, am I correct it when was, I recall that? It, great, you give it a much better memory than I, but it was on the discussion about certain pilots or certain programs that weren't included in the city budget and aren't these important, aren't these valuable, aren't these something that is, again, we look at our, looked at ourselves as citizen oversight and is this not an opportunity to raise these issues as the citizen representatives to say, how about we do a program for you know uh, vets or disabled or something else that's not currently and it wasn't a large amount that was the the prime i mean we would have liked to set we thought the larger the amount the less likely it would be approved so we set it intentionally at a, a nominal amount of a hundred thousand um, dollars but it was because of special programs that we thought would benefit all city residents and it was kind of the, the genesis, you're right, Leah. Yeah, I don't think the intent was to take away from any of the other budgets we wanted to enhance uh, as a whole. I'm glad this uh, current budget that we saw a few months ago when we uh, recommended to approve uh, the current measure of budget for this upcoming fiscal year, that uh, it showcased the, where it was all going and that it hit all the different points. At the time, we thought um, we could do better in terms of bringing in community resources, bringing in different perspectives and opportunities. I mean, everyone's fighting for these funds and every department wants to get a little bit more and stuff like that. We saw this as an opportunity to bring the community in and have some more uh, input. And actually, if I could ask you to go to the slide where you showed the, uh, the legal of it all. Yep, the next one. This one? Yep, that one. Oop, not that one. Next oh, one. sorry. There's a delay. Yeah, a little. So, I actually disagree with uh, that it is outside of our scope, uh, just on the part where it says, the second line, uh, actually, we'll just read the first three. The Citizens Oversight Committee shall review the projected revenues and recommended expenditures of the funds generated by this chapter. True, that's what we do. We review the revenues and expenditures and shall make their recommendations to the city council as part of the city's budget process. Shall make their recommendations. Our recommendations, our own discussion on the budget is valid as well. So our recommendation to City Council was to have this granting program, which they did approve a couple times now in their overall uh, city budget plan with the supplemental measure O. So I do believe it's within our scope since we have the authority to make our own recommendations to the City Council. And I think that 
you're correct there. Um, and even the second bullet point here um, is drafting a recommendation letter to council um, because I, I think that the chair can make recommendations. If there, there's nothing stopping you from being able to make recommendations to council if you feel that something is lacking. Um, we included in that is this path forward. Um, but what we don't have the ability to do is say that this committee has the ability to put something in the budget and now it's in the budget without council's authority. It, it really needs to be initiated from council. Um, and if, if the committee feels like we're lacking in an area, if it feels like the community granting program is something you're really passionate about, and you want to put a recommendation in writing to council, you absolutely have that ability. I don't want to get confrontational. I just, like, go back to the previous slide, please. Oh, sorry, that, yeah, that slide. Um, I don't see where it says that the hierarchy is that city council first brings it to us. I see that in typical process, city staff is bringing it to us, and then from there, we're the first one, and then it goes to city council for approval. So to have this whole cycle of city council, or we recommend city council in a separate way, and then it goes to them, and then they bring it back to, like, that just seems so convoluted when we did go through a budget process as we are an independent committee, just like city council goes through their overall budget for the city. Um, so I think legally, it currently, as it currently stands, the granting program should move forward as it was currently budgeted and approved by ourselves and city council mm -hmm. twice now. I, and I, maybe what does we have legal representation here? What does le, what does the legal counsel say? That's what I'd like to know. Here's we have yeah, the person that is can interpret this. Yeah, my name is Andy Hegland, the city attorney. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I I agree completely with what Ms. Townsend has said. Um, the, the the council alone has the authority to to budget city funds, including Measure O, and the ordinance is very specific that the, the, the committee has the authority or the ability to review projected revenues and expended, recommended expenditures and make their recommendations to the city council on the same as part of the city's budget process. So you have the authority to make recommendations on the revenues and recommended expenditures. And you're right, it doesn't go into the detail of who proposes what or what the process is, but I think the, the implication here is that the city council has the authority, under the charter, uh, the city council has the authority to decide how funds are to be spent. And so the committee doesn't have the ability to set up a program and then and have money budgeted for that program, um, have it included in a budget with thousands of line items, and then say that the city council then has approved a granting program. Are we not on equal footing with city staff for making those recommendations to city council? Because they did approve we did. this line item. So <laughs> we, did, we recommended it. We didn't approve it. Obviously, we're recommending to city council our overall budget, and they did approve this. So I don't see where we have to go through this whole separate process. We are not uh, completely tied to the same process that city council has in their own, like, we do have some scope and authority in making a recommendation on the same to city council that staff does in all these other line items. Staff doesn't have the authority to, to create a program and fund it. Staff has the authority 
to, um, staff has the duty, I, sh I would say, rather, to develop a, you know, if they want to propose a program to the city council, ultimately the city council is the entity who has the, the, the responsibility of, of administering that, and organ or, um, um, uh, establishing that program and deciding how it's going to be, how it's going to be set up. Uh, this committee does not represent members of the public. This committee is, under the ordinance, is designed to, to ensure, as Ms. Townsend said, to ensure that, the, that how the funds are being proposed by the city council to be spent, that they are in, in accordance with Measure O. So, um, so I don't agree that, the, that this committee is on the same footing as the city staff. It's, they're completely different entities, completely different uh, groups. Um, we work, all of us work at the will of the city council. And the city council under the charter is the only entity who has the authority to spend money. That's not exactly true. We have a due diligence for the citizens that voted on this measure in a separate way. Um, so to, I, I disagree with a lot of what you're saying because to be honest, you're basically <coughs> saying that our opinion doesn't matter. We're just here to rubber stamp whatever city staff puts forward for city council in an overall budget. And in this process, City Council did approve this budget item. This was just our recommendation to City Council as within our current scope. So to say that we budgeted it, city staff put it in a budget for us to approve, well, just like everything else. So to say that it's less than any other line item that comes before us in a recommendation, yes, we discussed it and recommended it for city staff to put in the budget, and we had discussions. But yes, we weren't the final authority to budget it. City Council did that twice. Yeah, I'm not aware, and maybe I could be correct, I'm not aware where a proposal was made to the City Council that $100,000 be set aside for a granting program administered by the committee. I'm not aware of that. What I believe was the CFO put $100,000 into the budget, and that budget is one of thousands of line items, and that budget was approved by the City Council. That's, that's not the same thing as the Council saying, we want this program and, and we're willing to fund that. That's not the same thing. So all 1,000 items that get presented to the city council were individually said, I want this in here? Well, I, I can't argue about every example. I don't know every on one of the thousands of line items. I can tell you, though, that the city council alone has the authority to spend the funds that are established both uh, under the general fund and the Measure O funds, and that the, the ordinance does not provide the committee with the authority of establishing granting programs. I can say that. And as Ms. Townsend said, if the committee would like to recommend to the city council how that money is spent, they have the authority to do that we under did. the ordinance. We did. We recommended this granting program in our overall measure O budget, and city council approved it. What more needs to be done? I don't know, maybe Ms. Townsend knows better than I do. I'm just not familiar with how this was, how this was set up, but I don't recall there being a, um, an, a budget that went to the city council and said, we are recommending $100,000 be spent on a granting program. I'm not aware of that. Right, I will look back at previous year's budgets to see where city council recommended the overall packet of the budget like they do every year. I might be able to um, shed some light 
on that. Um, on this little bu uh, bullet point right here, in April 2022, the CFO at the time added $100,000 to the FY23 proposed budget for a grant program. That is true. That, that was in there. Now, that $100,000 was indeed in the budget. Now, did that establish a granting program? By my estimation, no, it set aside $100,000 within the budget. We, we did not at that point establish a granting program. Council did not know that a granting program existed. That was not, uh, that did not come from council. I should also note that in the 24 budget, that $100,000 is not currently in there. So in 23, it was there. In 24, it is not there. Now again, I, I don't, uh, I completely understand that this is disheartening. I, I get that. I, I completely get it. Um, but we do want to give you a, a path forward. We, we know that you do have the ability to make recommendations to council. I, I think that where we're coming from is that the ordinance has very specific, out, has very specifically outlined what the committee can and cannot do. Um, and creating new programs is not within the purview of the committee. That would lie solely within the city council's authority. Now, if you really feel very passionate about this, which I, I hear that you do, we do want to give you a way in which to get this into the budget next year. So if the, the way to move forward would be come up with a, make a recommendation, um, submit a recommendation letter to City Council and during the budget process for next year's budget, City Council will determine whether or not a granting program is a, a good way to move forward with Measure O funds. So you're saying the $100,000 that was there in 2023 was not there in 2024. So Correct. it's basically been dispersed other places. So you're saying that it's, there's right now there's zero, zero. for Correct. it. So we would have to go, we would have to basically ask the City Council to come up with $100,000, I'm just putting a number out there, you know, whatever we recommend, but you're asking us that the city would have to come up with $100,000 out of their budget someplace mm -hmm. to establish this granting program. So the $100,000, and again, I'm, I'm also a new committee member as well, so the $100,000 that they placed in there as a placeholder is gone. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. And she's saying the budget for next year. There, it's yes. too late for the 2024 yes. budget. It's but overdue. you still have to go back to, in the ask for council, council would have to come up with $100,000, something like that. $100,000 has been set aside and it's just sitting there. It would have to come from someplace. Sure. It, yes. It, that it's, could, so that, it's the same pot of money. It's just a matter of shrinking the, the department head's recommendations by $100,000, and then I don't know how you decide exactly. on that. Yeah, That's the budget's been it's approved. Gonna come, it's going to come from someplace. I think the, yeah. right. I think the key is that yeah, the budget's been hand approved. Raise, go ahead. When was it determined that we'd be breaking the law if we move forward with the, this program? I, I don't know if I would say breaking the law. Um, I, I, would, I would say outside of the ordinance, and that really happened uh, when we received notification from VCCF that they were not able to move forward with administering our granting programs, and then we took a really good, hard look at this program um, and, and how it came to be and whether or not 
it should exist in its current fashion. Um, so that was about May of 2023 was really when we started to look. And was that after or before our meeting that we had in May? I'm, I'm afraid I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know. That this was in the works, because we, it, I, I, I want to be, I want everything to be done above board, right? That, that's the most uh, important thing to me. Uh, the fact that we have been almost below board for a couple of years now terrifies me. And I don't want that to happen again. And I want to make sure that we're uh, covered, it, like in case something were to happen and everything is above board. So how do we make sure that something like this doesn't happen again and that we are aware of any challenges that would be happening? I think that first is having open communications like this. Um, certainly, I don't love to deliver bad news. Um, and thank you all for um, your patience with us as, as we learn the process. Um, but first is making sure that we all have a good understanding of the ordinance, going through reading the language and making sure that we agree, that our city attorney agrees, that our executive leadership understand, and we are all on the same page. I think that's the first step. Um, and the next is just making sure that we, when things like this happen, that we're all able to, uh, I think there was a lapse in communication with, um, with, hmm, I, I turnover. I think that we really missed an opportunity um, to have conversations with folks that really had the insight, um, and that has now changed. There is a change in leadership. Um, we have really looked very carefully at our policies, at our procedures, at our ordinance, and we really want to make sure that moving forward, these things don't happen. And part of that is making sure that when something like this comes to the table, that we first start with the ordinance. When Mr. Hagelin, did, did you have input on this procedure as far as recommending or the letter of recommendation to the council as far as a way to, to, to possibly get this? Yeah, I was asked about this, um, the, the pr pr uh, proposed program uh, earlier this summer, and we did talk about what would be the best way to, the best path forward for the committee if they wanted to make that proposal. So you don't see, you don't see any issue with items one through four, that, that process itself? No. Okay. So I think they're giving us an, op I think they're giving us a way to get this done. And, you know, it's, it's based on the advice of the city attorney and the finance office, this is the way to go about it. I'm just disappointed is everybody else because when I first got on this committee I was actually told by people in the community that one of the reasons they went out and got this measure passed was because they thought there was going to be something similar uh, a program similar to this that they could draw from so I think whatever gets us to that point we have to, we have to consider member Tub. Uh, when Chief Andaya came to us for the fire stations alerting system and made the recommendation and asked, may we add this to the budget mid-cycle, was that above board? Because that was another like surprising thing that came up. You had our approval, it went to council then and whatnot. Is that fine that we can say, yes, let's move forward? Does that, that's okay to be out of cycle? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm afraid I, I wasn't here for that particular um, 
example, so I, I'm afraid to, to give a, a hard answer. Um, there are times when budgets are adjusted in the middle of the year, um, and usually that has to be initiated by council. So if something comes up mid-year, let's, and I, again, I apologize, I don't know if this is how it happened, but if this were to have happened, um, if somebody comes to the committee mid-year or to council mid-year and says, hey, we have a need. We, we didn't see this uh, when we built our budget, and now we have a new need, and we really need to make sure that this happens. Public safety is at risk, et cetera. They, we can always go to council and adjust a budget in the middle of the year for extenuating circumstances. Um, now, I don't know what happened with the fire station alerting. I do apologize. Um, but if there was something that happened mid-year and they were going to council and they just so happened to have already gone to council and now they're coming back to Measure O and saying, hey, we've now adjusted the budget in a major way um, and we want to come back to, to the Measure O committee and make sure that you understand that this is a new ask, it's a couple hundred thousand dollars or however much it is. Do you think that this is in line with the Measure O ordinance? That, in my mind, would be perfectly acceptable and appropriate. Is someone looking back through to make sure that any time we had department heads come talk to us and we had granted approval, yes, that is in the spirit, it should proceed further. Is someone looking back to make sure that all those were done correctly? I can say with confidence that the budget is not adjusted without council authority ever. Okay. Um, or within some kind of mechanism within our policies and procedures that allow it to be done. Um, so if a budget was adjusted in the middle of the year, it was because it had council authority or because there was some other policy procedure or regulation that required it. Um, and then one last thing. So on the timeline slide, I find it a little uh, misleading that the May is saying that it stopped because VCCF no longer has the resources. I, I really think there should be an extra one past that saying that city staff believes that this was presented incorrectly and it needs to move forward in a different way as like a closure for this. Yes, I think that's fair. Uh, the only reason why it's not listed here is just because that's why we're here now. Um, I was having a hard time fitting it all on one bullet because we've discussed a lot today, um, but understood. All right. Yeah, I think we've all voiced uh, our concerns on this, but we all want to move forward and see hopefully a path forward for this. So. Going to the slide where the recommended steps forward uh, actions for the committee, um, I would ask, you say for next year's uh, budget, we've obviously already had a few budget cycles. I'd ask city staff to streamline this. Uh, what would be the quickest way possible for us to do all these things as a committee, submit it to city council, and get it as part of the current budget as one of those extenuating circumstances, as you say, for a mid-year update? And we are also at the very beginning of the year, so to wait till next year would really take away from the work that's already been done. So I want to get this in front of council for approval as soon as possible. Well, we can, we can move on item one tonight, I would think. Is that actionable? Um, it's not on the agenda for tonight. No, but, okay. Um, so well, you could, we could put it on the agenda for next meeting, right? That's what it says. Council approves agenda, or committee approves agenda item during future public meeting. I, uh, I might defer to either a city clerk or a city attorney, but I would, if you want to put it on the agenda for a, a future meeting to put together uh, 
a draft a letter, a letter of recommendation for a granting program, I think that that's doable. Is that not covered under number two, update on the Measure O granting program on our agenda tonight? Yeah. I would have interpreted that to just be an update <laughs> of the granting program. Um, I will defer, and uh, Mr. Hegling, can I defer to you on whether, or um, Mr. McDonald, uh, on whether or not that would be acceptable? Yeah. I think that under the Brown Act, you could, you could make that motion tonight. Do we have someone that wants to make that motion? I'll make that motion. I'll second. Okay. We have a motion. Do, uh, I'm, I apologize. Uh, could we um, clearly outline what, uh, what the motion is specifically? I'm so sorry. Approve an agenda item for a future public meeting for the chair to draft a letter that recommends a granting program as part of the uh, budget process. Can we actually make the motion today to say that the chair should draft a letter? I think we have to put it on the agenda item and vote on it later, I think. I would say that, I would say that you can make the motion to draft the recommendation letter and bring that back at a subsequent agenda. Okay. Okay. And I apologize, who was the second? Okay. Chair Cuevas? Yes. Vice Chair Morostica? Yes. Can we member Tubb? Yes. Can we member Ruby? No. Can we member Mather? No. Three ayes, two nays, motion carries. All right, moving on to agenda item number three, Measure O Citizens Oversight Committee Work Plan Fiscal Year 2024. Slide. I did not see these slides in advance. I, I know we discussed stuff, but I did not prepare the. Oh, uh, I don't have any uh, oh. other than that. The only thing that I have is I have this. I don't need a hard copy. I don't mind. Yeah. If anyone needs a hard copy, no. Okay. All right. We all have it in front of us. Can I make a comment before yeah. we start? Um, the departure of everyone was pretty disappointing just now. Uh, knowing that we're, we're kind of in shaky ground, right? Like that first update was kind of scary, knowing that we were proceeding forward without uh, proper guidance and controls and whatnot, and to then see department heads, city attorney, everyone, and, and uh, mayor depart immediately after it. I, I don't know. Are we good for the other things and the recommendations? Are we? How do we build trust again? And Leah, I thank you. I thank you for mentioning that and. The reason I voted no was I know that the time that we spent submitting this, working out the details of the program, um, and then Marco, if you recall, when we had the program all laid out, it was, we don't have anyone to administer it. And then it was another three months, and then it was both Parks and Recreation will administer the program. 
and that's what we were under the assumption. And then Parks, I think it was maybe a year later, Parks and Rec Recommendation couldn't administer the program. They had to do it through a third party, and they had to assess the different third parties that were involved. So starting this process all over again, three of us are off the committee next year. We've got one more year, and we're done. And the amount of work that's involved in that, it's, again, no offense to anyone, it's not worth it. I've been there, done that. I'm not going to spend any more time on it. It's for $100,000. It's, it's clear what our role is, and I think oversight is a misnomer. But I agree with Leah. Everyone leaving is a little disappointing. And it says a lot. Do, I know we're kind of running a little, do I have the authority to call a five minute recess? Five minute recess? Yeah. Yes, you do. All right, let's take a five minute break. <coughs> I wish you could have seen, and I had yeah. no background on it, but Jordana was the original mm -hmm. committee member from once the ordinance was passed. Mm -hmm. And she was so angry that the committee's role is, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like smoking mirrors. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, our, our role is really not. Mm -hmm. no, I They're giving you some plan, but it's, it's not going to go anywhere, I'm telling you. Because they don't have anybody to administer it. That was the big hang-up there. That's what hung that up for over a year. And Nancy, who's in here, who's <coughs> just third-party resources to administer the, the grant, because they already have the other grant program. So how did that get there? Yeah, and I feel bad for Nancy, too, because...
then uh, I can get it. I'll email you back a copy. That's what I mean. You've got a million dollar scholarships and grants and all this. Thousand dollars is a number. Because that's that's ridiculous. So you know. Okay. And would you, you would like this back? We go. We draft that. source and I don't know if you recall made the comment that Michael Kuhn was CFO priority grant. Greg made the comment that he was way out with Marco. And I said, we raised it that we wanted to do something the path forward and how to make it happen. It wasn't his idea to yeah. come up with a program. Yeah. And Gregory's like, well, he was out of line recommending it. I said he didn't recommend it. Yeah. He told us how to do it. That's, that's on Greg. Yeah. It's totally on Greg. Poor yeah. I mean, Pam. probably didn't agree with the path. So, Marco, if it goes forward, I think there's three... A's. So if there's a recommendation, I mean, I still have all those materials that we put together with what the, because remember we had to who, who would be, in, um, we had the whole plan laid out. It had to be um, people registered for, um, like with insurance for the city and existing uh, contractors would be, it's what they, whatever they go through. I mean, there was so much that we put into the, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. I think we'll have less sausage. Well, oh dear, <laughs> Click your heels together and say there's no place like home three times. Right, breaks over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe move to the other side of the chair. Your watch? Yeah, that's my only electronic. Yeah. <laughs> You're so magnetic. <laughs> Which is funny because my phone's here.
Oh, sneaky. Yeah. I like it. Can we still have discussion without Pam here? Sure, I think that's appropriate, right? Or should we wait? Yeah, well, she's here right now, well, but she yeah. Is now. <laughs> Hope ever. Oh yes, I need to do that. Okay. No one needs a copy of the work plan, right? We all have it. Okay. Hope we all had a moment to. Yep. <laughs> Returning from the brief recess, hopefully we had a moment to just take a deep breath. Um, moving on to agenda item number three, Measure O Citizens Oversight Committee Work Plan, Fiscal Year 2024. Uh, there's nothing actionable on this right now, right? This is just sort of like a proposed work plan. Yes. So in discussions with city staff, uh, we're kind of trying to figure out uh, how to do the work plan for the next fiscal year. I was kind of looking back at previous work plans to see what the precedent was. Um, so what you see in front of you is the proposed, how we move forward. So quarter one meeting right now, we're doing the community granting program, going over the work plan, and then we'll have a budget update after this. Uh, our next meeting, uh, which was scheduled last year, on November 7th, our next regular meeting, looks like it's gonna have a Brown Act training overview of the ordinance, another financial update, and then going over the committee meeting schedule, so the actual dates, although we do see some dates uh, for quarter three and quarter four here already, obviously to be confirmed when we have a chance to vote on that. Uh, tentatively in February would be the audit results, uh, financial update, budget timeline, and then the chair and vice chair election scheduling. Um, it's interesting because I see that as Number five, so that kind of conflicts, I think, if that's an actionable item tonight, but we'll go over that in a second. And then in May, uh, obviously, we have the proposed budget for fiscal year 2025, and then depending on how agenda item number five goes, uh, the recommendation is to have the chair and vice chair for fiscal year 2025. That's the proposed work plan. There's nothing actionable on that, but if we want to have discussion in terms of what uh, anything you'd like to see or change, uh, Going forward, is there any concern with how this is laid out uh, for the next for this fiscal year? Uh, so yeah, we can have discussion on that. So on the question, Marco, when Greg, we met with Greg, he was proposing that we align it. Number five is how he was recommending that we align it to have the elections in May, correct? Or in the work plan says the elections. Is election scheduling the actual election of chair and vice chair? Yeah, that part's a little confusing. I'd like clarification on that. Uh, so with regard to item number five on this agenda, move the measure, uh, the measure of citizens oversight committee chair and vice chair elections to May um, to coincide with the fiscal year. Um, that particular item is not 
that's that we shouldn't take action on that today. In fact, the fact that you have it here for quarter four of May 7, 2024, that's probably a better place for it. We're going to want to really do some research and determine how to best move forward with that. So I think that having that on the May 7th is, is probably a good place. And, and if I remember correctly, I, I don't know if, if it was Mr. Morley that made the recommendation to move it. I, I think that, that uh, the recommendation came elsewhere, and I think he was just saying whether or not it was possible. Um, so I believe that this was intended to be an exploratory conversation of, can we move it? And if so, how do we move forward? Yeah, I don't know if we should, it's kind of like, they're kind of combined in a way. I don't know what's appropriate and what to wait on, but uh, yeah, that part in particular, if we're talking about where to put it on the work plan and the schedule, it's like in, in years past, I've seen it done in November. I think a couple years is when we've done the selection of chair and vice chair. And then last year it got pushed uh, back to the next meeting for some reason. So it was actually February when that vote took place. Now it's just a matter of, okay, when are we gonna schedule the next one? Do we go back to one of the, uh, do we go back to the precedent of November? Do we keep it February since that's how it got pushed out? Or do we simply move it to May? And is it May for this upcoming year or the following year after the actual, like, I think we need more protocols in terms of when that's set in stone, right? And we can, an action item for us is I can, I can do some more research and we can do some uh, research internally and determine um, how we got here and, what, are, what your options are for how you can change it and when. Um, so I can take that away from this meeting. Okay. Should, so we've eliminated we, item five on tonight's agenda. Do we need to vote on that? I don't know if we have to, uh, no, let's not vote on that. Um, yeah, let's, let's not move forward on that recommendation. The committee can continue to a future meeting. Oh, the committee can continue that to a future meeting. Can we see up to that item now before continuing this current? No action. No action oh, I see. Okay. Um, do we have a motion to continue? We, oh, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything. We just have to say, okay, item number five is just continues to the next meeting. All right. So I'm sorry. So item number five, what? Is so item number five will continue that to the next meeting. Okay, good. So we just have one more item after number three to go tonight. So any more discussion on the work plan? Yes. Um, I think what, so when you read the ordinance, you need to meet, we shall meet quarterly or as often as deems necessary. I believe there's supposed to be discussion with Mr. Morley as to how often we really need to, since there's really only two jobs, right? A, make, approve the recommendation and then review the actuals. Could we get down to twice a year or even three times a year? Do we really need four times? Yeah, I see that's a point that was brought up uh, at a previous meeting for sure. I think, uh, what I was trying to do outside the meeting is figure out how we can best fill uh, our time elsewhere. I know um, when I first joined, we had we used to have departmental updates. That to me seemed pretty beneficial. Uh, I don't know if anyone else agrees with that. Yes, uh, and that's absolutely. something that we haven't seen in a while. That could be a possible uh, meeting. Ideally, it would have been like say this month. I think we used to have it in August uh, or September. Uh, but just trying to fill. Obviously, to your point, there are two things, but how, what other things can we do? Because I think quarterly seems to be reasonable to do it twice a year. I don't know, I don't know. That's something for discussion. Well, my understanding, if, if you wanted an update to see how it was tracking, all right. And we know that bills are paid a month or two 
out from the date, we really would only have July, August, September, say, um, three months. So I'm not taking a position on whether you, you want to meet with what frequency, but we'd really only have three months of, of, of history to review. So at that point, it, at the very beginning of November. So just with that information, uh, it, you know, it's up to you what you want to do. So. I'm not sure uh, it's necessary for us to review as much history as it is for us to review the numbers and then call it any major changes or questions to them. Uh, for the sheer fact we know more about what Measure O says that we're supposed to be doing versus what we've done in the past, um, which is more of just looking at the numbers and saying, yes, fire station, fire station, water, water, beach, beach kind of thing. Um, I don't want to have a meeting, just have a meeting to get updates that we actually don't have any say into, right? We can coordinate, attend city council meetings, do other things to engage with the directors if we really need to. Yeah, no, that's a valid point. Uh, we're just looking at the numbers. Um, it's true. I think some anecdotal evidence, yeah, I guess there could be pros and cons to having that uh, if there's no action item at that meeting. Uh, okay, something to consider. Um, what would you propose as the two or three meetings, let's say, that would be necessary throughout the year, or do these months even work as follows? Because I would say in uh, our discussion with Mr. Morley that we were trying to think maybe February 6th might not be a good place to put the audit, uh, maybe in January before it goes to council once that audit is done. I know this past year it got delayed a bit, so bringing it back to the beginning of the year, maybe we need to meet two, three weeks earlier for that and more so line up with when city council actually sees it themselves as an option. That was one possible idea in terms of what month we'd actually have that meeting. But then, yeah, in May uh, is the budget overview. So you're saying, aside from those two months, there would be no need to meet any other time? I'm not sure. Uh, I, for what? Yeah. I guess here, a Brown Act training isn't always necessary, only for like when new members come on and have a review. I guess if we want to have that every year, that seems to be, let's see, do we have it? I think it's a requirement. It's a requirement every yeah, year? Yeah, we should okay. do Brown Act. I, especially with things that have happened with the city lately, I think Brown Act is very important. Yeah, no, for, for sure. So it's like, when do we, do we fit that in one of the two meetings that we already have, or do we just put it in a third meeting like it says here, like in November, we're gonna, it looks like we're gonna have one unless we don't have that meeting. But, but you don't have, if you've taken the Brown Act training as I did uh, several months ago, got a certificate, et cetera, I'm not required to come to another one, is that correct? Uh, the ethics training, is that what you're referring yes, to? Yes, the certificate. Uh, those are two separate things. The city attorney usually. Oh, um, yeah. okay. And then same thing, I guess, with the overview of the ordinance, if we've read it, how many times do we have to see it? Again, we did see it tonight, at least that one particular section. So I guess, yeah, in terms of efficiency and how many times we have uh, to meet, I guess it's like, Okay, there's fair points there. Um, we're gonna have an update now, and then another one in a couple months. 
what's going to be the difference between how much more information are we getting from that, and then setting the schedule. So if we want to adjust this, uh, I guess I'm looking for recommendations on how we'd like to move forward for the next, the rest of this fiscal year. I think the, it's important to, for us to review the audit report. And I think that whether that's a meeting in and of itself, if we saw the audit report in advance, I think that's really important to review. Um, the, in my mind, what has been the most helpful and what we didn't see this year was the departmental budget presentations, each department presenting their proposed, the programs, the dollars for Measure O. Um, we got that the first two years. We didn't get that this year. That, you know, the Public Works once is looking for this amount, these are the programs. And then, again, what is valuable is hearing those department heads discuss the benefit of Measure O. Because if Measure O goes away, and nothing is, is forever, uh, what would they do to replace those funds? If, so I think there's, it's important to have the dialogue with the department heads so that we understand what, and some of the questions that I have even on the adopted budget um, really pertain to the uh, department heads. And I think that, again, when I think citizen oversight, I think that's what's really important. Just you know, looking at numbers presented, it's, it's not as helpful as hearing the actual context. And whether that's the May meeting or even before the May meeting as to what they're, how they're, the uh, success or the, the funding that they have been provided, what the benefits, what the results have been. It'd be helpful to see. So maybe, maybe that's three meetings. Um, I thought it was in the charter that we had to meet four times a year. No, it's, 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 as needed, yeah. it's quarterly or as deemed necessary. Yeah. Okay. So what if uh, in the future, I think the September meeting could probably go away and be deemed an as necessary. And then the November, we have 2024 financial update, but we should also, I love this, whatever this is with the three years and the two ways how it's presented. I think that's great. So if this is the same thing, then let's have this at each of the next three meetings as well throughout the year, how this is laid out. When you and say you it, love this, what, what the, you, oh, the department? Yeah, the department uh, budget updates that we had. And so when it says for November, February of financial up, FY 2024 financial update, is that, how much different is that than this, Ms. Townsend? Uh, we were going to provide in that same format. Okay. If, if that is, we've been trying to find the happy medium of a, of a format that gives you the information that you'd like, and if, if that's the sweet spot, we can absolutely provide that information. We, we were going to take any information we have uh, and feedback that we've received on the formats that we've given, um, and if you like those, we can absolutely provide those moving forward. Okay, so if we did, uh, for each of the, I guess where it's labeled as quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, uh, where it says the financial update in the fiscal year ahead of time. Can we call that like the last, this year and the last two years financial update and present it in this manner? Sure. And so we'll have three meetings, financial update like this, November Brown Act, the overview of the ordinance, and then the schedule, always important. And then February's audit, financial, budget, 
chair, we'll figure that out next. <laughs> and then May is then looking at the budget again for the following year, and then we'll have another financial update similar to this one. May is the budget mm -hmm. presentation. That one's so you're, you're basically, if I'm hearing you correctly, saying to combine quarter one and quarter two into November. Yes. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah, because we probably, the community granting program may or may not exist. So we may or may not need that as a, a agenda item. The work plan, I think, is generally, if we get it down to a rhythm that we're looking for, I think we can carry it over. And then the this review of the financial, we do that every session. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we can go over quicker. There's some redundancies here and stuff like yeah. that. I hear you for sure, yep. How does that sound? So it's combining the first and second meeting. Mm -hmm. Yep, like it. Yeah, that makes sense. And as needed, if something else Instead comes of, up, we yeah. can always add another. Yeah. Always have a special meeting for sure if something comes up. Yep. It seems like in this case, we'd be uh, condensing and like not meeting for like half a year, right? We'd basically be meeting at the end of the year and the beginning of the next year and then being off for the summer until November. Yeah, trying to squeeze every three months in like this sort of exact, like that doesn't work for us, which is why <coughs> November to February, if it works better uh, and if the committee agrees uh, that we can bring it back, assuming the audit is done uh, on time in early January to meet uh, mid-January before it goes to council, I think, you said the third week of January, like the 22nd or something. So that probably would work for us to go November, January, and then May for the budget, or even earlier if needed. Kind of want to line up with council meetings, I guess, is where I'm coming from. But I want to hear what the rest of you guys think on that sort of scheduling. It works. If we could um, reference the May meeting to be departmental presentations. Oh, we're combining the numbers with, with some context because yeah I think I was trying to figure out where, where that would fit because uh, to me there's the numbers and obviously if it aligns with the measure that's the overall recommendation but in terms of the context like I'm seeing numbers but I'm not seeing okay I'm going to recommend something that I don't know is actually working for the community or could this money be best served elsewhere or yeah it's not enough to see it as a line item you also got to hear from that that's, that's what I meant what this program right. is and what it's doing because you can't get that from a from a financial report or a line exactly. item in a budget there's no context right yeah. but that's what I meant the departmental by the department heads not finance it's the department has presenting their budgets to us that's meaningful yeah that is one thing that we had I had talked with Mr. Coons about before was having like a the the Capital improvement programs do a really good job of having a single page as to here's what you're buying and here's what the outline is. If that existed for every single line item on here that we got ahead of time before we received the budget to look at, that would be awesome. That I started talking about that like two years ago and I haven't seen that, but that just provides the context. Or if it was more explored in the budget notebook that's <coughs> completed, then that would be fine too. Just compiled in some way so we know what 39003 does. <laughs> We will, for, the, for what I'm hearing for the May presentation, um, for the budget presentation, we will find a way to present all of the, the programs within the budget in a way that allows the committee to make the best informed decision. Noted. How does council handle it? 
during the budget process, we have a number of workshops. Um, Measure O is considered one of our primary funds. So general fund, Measure O, water and wastewater, we generally give special attention to those during the budget process. Uh, so we normally have three budget workshops, a proposed budget and a, and a recommended budget. And we will normally go through big ticket items for all of those things. Uh, there's also uh, a proposed budget that lists a lot of detail for all funds and then we also provide an addendum which has a lot of detail um, for not just Measure O but for all funds and that is submitted <coughs> as part of our budget process. Um, so we've usually that has been sufficient and of course council asks a lot of questions mm -hmm. so uh, we try to make sure that all of those programs are properly vetted uh, during the budget process. Awesome. So we're not asking for more work to be done, just for it to be presented, for Measure O to be collated together in one area. It, well, it may be, it, it depends, uh, because the we do provide what we consider to be significant detail uh, in the Measure O budget uh, when we go to council for budget adoption and uh, proposal, but whether or not this committee thinks that that's sufficient information is, is a different question. I, I don't know if I can answer. Um, we can absolutely provide you with exactly the same as what we've given to council, although I have a sneaking suspicion that it won't be as detailed as what you want. Um, we want to provide you with enough enough information to make sure that you can review the budget and make sure that what's being proposed is in line with the ordinance. Um, but we also don't want to overwhelm you with information. There, there's quite a bit in here, um, and we, we want to make sure that we're not overstepping uh, the bounds of um, giving a committee more authority than we give council. So we, we, much like with our budget reports, we will find that sweet spot for what gives you all the information that you need in order to make the most informed recommendation. Um, we, we're, it's gonna be a, a work in progress. We're happy to provide as much information as we can. All right, appreciate that. Um, actually, just thinking on that, would we have the authority to have, you mentioned workshops, I know the council has their uh, budget workshops and stuff like that, a little more informal. <coughs> uh, would we have the authority to have something like that for us, for members of the public to come out and you know, speak on what they think Measure O should have in the budget? So, these are public meetings, so absolutely members of the public can come in and, pres and give public comment. Um, although my, my only caution there is that the main charge of this particular committee is to review the proposed budget and make sure that it's in line with the ordinance. So if somebody is really passionate about Measure O and how we should be spending the money, I, I, I would think that a better use of time would be to go to city council and make public comment because it's city council that will be recommending the budget to you. Um, but there's nothing that stops anybody from coming here and obviously we are more than happy to hear public feedback. Uh, that's what we're here for. We're, we're here to make sure that the dollars that go into Measure O and frankly all dollars here at the city um, have the best impact and greatest impact. So um, short answer is Yes, they could come here. They might be better off going to council. Okay. So while there's no action on this particular item, so going forward like next year, combining uh, September and November, or what would have been August uh, into November, so 
I guess this year we would still plan to meet uh, in a couple months in November since we still have items uh, to cover. And then that would just be a going forward uh, thing. Any other discussion? No? Okay. So moving on to agenda item number four, measure O budget updates for fiscal year 2022, 2023, and 2024. All right. I will take that. Um, so in your packet, uh, in agenda item number four, you did see a packet that had a, a couple PDFs that show some history. I hope that that um, helps shed some light on some historic information and the adopted budget for FY24. Um, I am only going to give you a very high level here uh, because we gave you more information in the packet, but we're happy to uh, hopefully answer any questions that you may have. Um, really quick snapshot, these are the revenues FY22 through FY2024. FY22 is shown as actual. You'll see that FY2023 is shown as unaudited. Essentially, that just means we haven't completed the audit. They're subject to change, but we don't anticipate a whole lot of movement in here. Uh, the numbers that you see in this column are reflected as of September 1, 2023. Again, we anticipate that those are mostly static, but that's there as a caveat. So that's actual versus budgeted for 23? Uh, it's 22 for act, 22 actual, 2023 actual unaudited. It's not budgeted then? It's not budgeted. <coughs> um, but I can give you a quick snapshot of the budget. Um, the, the key, you'll see here, the largest chunk of the revenues is Measure O. That's your Measure O transaction and use tax. It's the lion's share of the revenues that come into this fund. Um, it was $16.6 .6 million of actuals in 2022, $17.1 million um, in FY23, and we have 16.4 budgeted in 2024. Yeah, so on that point, why did the adopted 2024 drop over 23? Couple things there. Um, one thing to consider is that when we develop the 2024 budget, uh, it's before the, the books have closed in 23. So we could have seen an upswing in 2023 that's not reflected in 2024. But the other thing is that we are seeing a slowing in the economy and we do work uh, not just with our internal groups as to what we think next year's revenues are going to be. We also take information from our outside consultants that are looking at sales and transaction use tax, not just in uh, not just action within the city, but also cities within the county. Uh, and this was their recommended budget. Um, it was consistent with the numbers that we were seeing. It is a little bit of a, of a dip, uh, but we feel like that's a good number for 24. And that'll be the first year since this has been adopted that there's a drop. I believe so, yes. Uh, the only other things that you will see in the revenue lines, um, you'll see a little gray line here for other miscellaneous revenue. That's mostly the county's portion uh, for the arch that we um, administer with the county. So they pay for a certain portion of the arch shelter that comes in as a revenue. Uh, so that's what you see here. Um, and the blue in FY24, that's prior year resources. That chunk is just a portion of money that's existing in fund balance to support ongoing capital projects. So um, you, see, you will see that number fluctuate year after year, but you will never see that number in an actual. That's always just a budgeted line of use of fund balance. Uh, here we wanted to break down by focus area. Um, again, you can see more detail on this uh, in pages two and three of item four of your agenda packet. We just wanted to give you a quick high-level synopsis. Um, 
maintaining local streets, roads, and essential city services is the largest chunk of the Measure O budget. It's 38% um, and $8.2 million. Um, here we have, uh, you can see that for the most part, we really tried to have a pretty diverse and even or at least equitable share for all focus areas. Uh, but we wanted to show this here as a pie chart so that you could just see a quick synopsis. We've never shown this before, um, and I really want feedback from the group as to whether or not you think that this is helpful. But here's what you're looking at. Uh, this is our FY24 adopted budget. Um, it looks like a lot, but I'm gonna walk you through it. Down at the bottom on the x-axis, those are our focus areas. So you've got your um, effectively addressing homelessness, keeping all fire stations open, um, keeping our neighborhoods safe from uh, gangs and drugs here, uh, maintaining and improving fire, police, and paramedic response times here, maintaining local streets, roads, and essential city services, uh, repairing bridges, and protecting and seismically repairing bridges here. So we've got focus areas on the bottom, and the colors represent departments. So what you're looking at is on this uh, homelessness, effectively addressing hom the issue of homelessness, you can see that we're gonna spend, we budgeted $2.8 million in the 24 budget to address homelessness, and $2.2 million of that is coming from community development. $600,000 of that is coming from police. Um, moving over to fire stations, for example. Fire is the only department that is involved in keeping all fire stations open, so that's there in orange. Um, I, I wasn't sure if this was helpful to you, but I really wanted to break down this information in a way that you've not seen before and maybe is helpful. Um, you can see that Essential City Services has multiple different departments involved, parks, public works, and non-departmental. Um, and again, all of this information detailed by project is on pages two and three of your item four. Here is something similar. We've just flipped it. So whereas before we had the focus areas on the x-axis, now we're looking at department, and you're just looking at how many different focus areas each department is contributing to. So you can look at public works. Public works is $9.1 million of the Measure O budget. But you can see that right here, $5.3 million of that is central city services. The lion's share of that is going to be streets and roadways. Um, $3.3 million is going to be protecting the beaches and coasts, um, and so on and so forth. So I, I hope that this is helpful. I can go through each one if you'd like. It is available in more detail in the interest of time. Um, I wanted to let you know it's in pages two and three of your packet. Is this helpful, and do you want to see this moving forward? I'd like to um, just comment on pages two and three. Sure. Because what would be really helpful is the second column, the 2023 on, <clears throat> on audited, you don't show the, um, from page one, <clears throat> the total is 18.4 million. On pages two and three, you don't show that. You show what actually has been spent, basically. There's, so there's a difference of you know, $3 million. But what would really help with this data is to add a column that shows the budget for each of those different focus series, each of those projects. If you could show budget, and the reason I say that is if you look at on page three, so project up at, up at the top, 91151, so the traffic signal upgrade, it, 
so the fact that there's nothing showing for 2023, I don't know if it wasn't budgeted or if the money hasn't been spent. Mm. So this is helpful. It's great to see the prior year um, as compared to what the budget is for the 2024 to see what's changed. And I, going through each of the department, each of the different focus areas, I could see like the first um, homelessness dropped 4% year over year. Uh, fire stations dropped 5%. And I'm thinking, well, why are some of these dropping? And then I looked at capital improvements and it increased 73%. So I'm sorry, for the um, public works, it increased 73%. So the, I think if you could show the budget, that sure. would really tell the full story about the prior years compared to the budgeted area. That would be very helpful. Appreciate the bar chart or the, the graph. It's very the pie chart. It's very helpful. So thank you for that. But I, the fact that you don't show how that from page one how that 18 million is allocated, it creates a gap. Yes, although the the 18.4 uh, would be revenues versus expenditures. Um, so part of the the gap there would be. If we received $18.4 million in revenues, but we only actually spent 15.15, that delta, of course, falls down to fund balance, which helps fund that blue portion that we saw in the other section. Um, but we can certainly, we can add a, a budget line it, if that's helpful. That would, that would at least tell the story. That yeah. would be very, very helpful, in my, in my opinion. And this might be, I don't know if this is a good time to bring this up or not. Um, What's and this again is this our role or not? But as we look at the different categories of what's been approved or what's been presented, um, I mentioned this to Greg at our, our last meeting. I take exception to these very significant dollars spent and allocated to neighborhoods. When I think of Measure O, I think of the city broadly of, of what those funds should be doing. When I see Pierpont neighborhood. Um, with t over 10%, almost 11% of the budget for Measure O, Pierpont Neighborhood, um, Tioga Drive Hillside. I would rather see Measure O, and, and if we have to recommend this for the next year budget process, I'm more than happy to make that recommendation, but those individual neighborhoods, I don't feel should be budgeted by Measure O, or should be line items for Measure O. Um, if those capital improvement projects are part of the overall city budget, then let the city funding um, occur for those items. But when it's a very specific neighborhood, um, just like any of us, if we're if if our houses get flooded or if you know we, we have to take on a certain amount of responsibility ourselves of where we live and what we're responsible for, then something like this seems out of the purpose of Measure O. And I don't know if anyone agrees or disagrees with me, but I seeing those large items for neighborhoods seems inconsistent. I can understand that. Uh, my, my response to that would probably be um, a, a lot of those big projects that you're going to, those big dollar amounts that you're going to see in specific neighborhoods are generally capital projects. Uh, we have a very exhaustive process by which we identify funding for CIP projects. Um, CIP, it's a whole two-year process and generally starts with a needs assessment and where in the city do we have the needs and then whether or not we're um, obligated by ordinance or law or something to do 
whatever the project is, um, whether or not it's a priority, whether or not it's a city council priority, whether or not, it, it goes through a very long exhaustive process. Um, and during that process, we identify funding. And so sometimes it may look like in one year, we're spending a lot of money on Pierpont or mm -hmm. uh, that lift station. Um, but the next year, we could be spending it elsewhere. Um, part of the fact that we have government funds and we, we are responsible to, for maintaining certain things within the city, sometimes they just so happen to fall on the east side or the west side or midtown. Um, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we can't put Measure O funds towards those things um, because by ver the very nature of the work that Public Works does, needs pop up all throughout the city and some years it might be heavy in one area and another year it's going to be heavy in another area. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a fair point, um, but really we rely on the city council to be able to say whether or not they think that this particular allocation is sufficient. I, I, would, I, would, probably, um, I would probably suggest that when we're reviewing whether or not, when we're reviewing what council recommends, we should just be looking at whether or not that particular project fits within the scope outlined in Measure O. Um, I think it's fair and reasonable to say, um, if you have an opinion that we shouldn't be focused on just one area or another, um, city council's always open to opinion. Um, but I will say it is part of something larger and just looking at one particular year doesn't quite paint the whole story because council is looking at these CIP projects over five years, over 10 years. We really are making sure that the money that we're allocating to specific projects are in the best interest of the city long-term. And, and I totally understand that. It, it's perfectly clear. Um, the point is measure O if it goes away. If a proposition comes along and says, get rid of measure O, then what happens to Pierpont? Then what happens to Tyler? What, what happens to everything? And these large dollar amounts are being um, specified for these capital improvement projects that are neighborhood related. They're not, it's not like everyone take, is, has a benefit of that, unlike the bridges or the traffic system. It's, it, it seems out of scope for Measure O. I think I, I would argue too, like a, a storm drain repair or a lift in Pierpont, if that's not repaired, that could affect us all. That's right. I mean, that's, you know, that could be something, especially when you're dealing with infrastructure like that. It, it's infrastructure related. So if, if one part of the infrastructure in a certain area needs work, then it, you know, that, that affects the rest of the city too, because if that, you know, falters, then, you know, then, then the storm drains, then my storm drain on the east end could be potentially affected as well, because that all drains out to Pierpont as well. So, I mean, I, I, when I look at that, when I look mm -hmm. at that, I go, yeah, there are some times, like, like Ms. Townsend said, there are some years that Pierpont's gonna need that money to re repair that part of the infrastructure. And there are other years where, you know, another neighborhood's gonna need to repair that same, same system, you know, in, in their neighborhood. It's kind of like streets. Like right now, the streets, um, you know, in the, in the East End along Bristol, and all that, they need some serious repaving. Um, and, you know, maybe there are other streets that, you know, are not in quite as bad a shape, but eventually they're gonna, you know, it, they'll get to them. So, but this year they chose, you know, Bristol to redo 
Next year, they're going to choose someplace else. They're not going to repave Bristol again the next year um, when they just did it last year. So that's kind of how I look. when I look at these specific neighborhoods, I go, okay, what is it for? Okay, that's infrastructure. I'm not, you know, it would be different if they, you know, if it was for, for something that wasn't infrastructure related and I couldn't put a correlation between, you know, what, you know, what could happen, you know, in my neighborhood if that infrastructure collapsed in that neighborhood. Yeah, to that point, and to uh, your point, obviously. Okay, I think that's telling me I need to stop talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's different priorities that come up at different times throughout this process, and I think it might be helpful to look back at you know, the rolling five years or rolling three years or something to your point of the five-year CIP plan and something that I think City Council focuses on, even though obviously they're supposed to look at the city as a whole. Uh, another graph that might help is, I, and I think City Council sees this themselves in certain ways for certain budget items, uh, is to see where the funds are going to different districts, right? They show a map of the entire city for something like uh, streets and their uh, PCI, like the condition of the streets. And so city council sees, uh, I think in one graph I've seen by, by district in terms of what the different numbers are to kind of keep an equitable level across. And I actually appreciate that in this budget, uh, while we're pointing out Pierpont as one, I do see things for east side, west side, Montavo. <laughs> projects that gets a little more squirrely uh, only because you know uh, fire stations is a bad example but um, you know safe and clean or a program that affects um, the whole city uh, and they go everywhere um, that might get a little more difficult to produce but we do have that information for CIP projects by district is that within the scope of, of this job though really no I was making the point okay for measure I O that if you think of it as the city as a whole, 
one particular neighborhood is getting the benefit of, in this case, it's 10 percent oh. of the total measure. We don't want raw sewage going in from any neighborhood. So, but again, it goes back to what did we do before Measure O? How were these things funded? Well, the good news, you asked the question of what happens if Measure O goes away. The answer is, it's not if, it is when. Measure O is a 25-year transaction and use tax. It, it's not if it goes away, it will go away, period. We only have what, 19 years left. Um, so we know that that is going to happen. Um, and when it does, not if, when it does, we have to revisit. We, we have to take a look. Much Our budget process is going to be a little more difficult. Uh, we are going to have to do, much like we do now, take a look at all of the revenues that we anticipate and take a good hard look at all of our expenses and determine really where our priorities are. Um, but it, it will happen. So we, we want to get our infrastructure, that, that's why Measure OUC such a strong emphasis on CIP um, as opposed to operations costs. It's because we know that there was, we know that we had a need. Capital had been lagging. We know that we need to put money in, invest in infrastructure, and we're really trying to put that focus uh, in Measure O. So uh, it, it's a it's a good point. Um, it's a good point. Just to give you some comparison, too, um, Oxnard had a tax that sunsetted um, recently within the last four or five years, and they folded another one. And, and got it passed, but had it not passed, yeah, they'd be, they'd be in that situation of what are we gonna do? So, you know, they, you know, that's, and I was part of that process. I remember when I, I worked for the city of Oxnard, when that measure first passed, come to the end of my career, that measure sunsetted, they had to find another, you know, they had to figure out another way, they floated another one, and it passed, the, the voters passed it again, so. So, we can provide this information. Really, I just want to provide you with context. Um, we, we give this budget update really just as, as a budget. It is outside of the scope that we're normally doing, but we're happy to provide information to you if this is helpful. Um, if this format is informative, we can do this um, moving forward. Um, and here is just a little bit more information about the FY23 unaudited numbers versus the 24 adopted. Um, I hope it's not too overwhelming. Uh, we tried to color coordinate it, but the, the bar on the left, the unaudited, you can see that just by the size of it, how it's smaller. You see the 21 budget is larger. Um, and we also color coded by focus area. So you can see maintaining local streets, roads, and essential city services. We spent $4.7 million in 23. In 24, we budgeted 8.2. A lot of that is attributable to things like streets, roads. We, during the budget process, we heard, city council heard loud and clear, <laughs> <laughs> Roads are are a focus. Um, oh, we, geez. What a surprise! Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to provide the resources that uh, work very closely with our resources team to put together a budget that was not only that not only funded, but we actually had the capacity and the ability to execute. Uh, so that's what we saw here. Um, I'm happy to go into more detail. I really just wanted to give you this snapshot. Again, all of the detail uh, is in pages really, 1 through 11 of the, um, of the packet. 
But with that, That'd be great. Sure. Uh, yeah, these are charts. Charts are very helpful. I, you're talking about charts. I love the charts. Um, nothing is happier than the charts. So we'll keep it absolutely. I like Excel. <laughs> um, I, I think I heard you make the comment that reviewing this budget the way we are now is out of the scope of this committee. As I interpret the ordinance really the the charge would be to review the the recommended revenues and expenditures that we propose to council uh, and determine whether or not they are in line with the ordinance um, so this is really a, an extra we're, we're happy to, to provide it uh, but this is outside of the budget process the budget has already been adopted um, I, I struggle with uh, why we're hearing it then, right? If it's outside the scope, but, I would love to. But again, from my perspective, if we're representatives of other citizens in this community, if someone were to ask you, do you agree? Do you, have you reviewed what the money is being spent on? For me, I can say, yeah, I have. It's pretty solid, et cetera. But I mean, to not see anything is, I'm not sure what our role would be then, but. I think the the role, which again, I, I don't mean to dismiss it because I, I I can't stress enough how important I think personally the Measure O Committee's role is. Like to review the audit and to review the recommended revenues and expenditures and make sure that what is being proposed by council is in line with the ordinance, I think is a, is a significant charge. I, I think that you are all volunteers here and it's not lost on me that you probably have infinitely better things to be doing on your Monday than hanging out with me. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I enjoy your company. I, I think you're doing a fine job, okay? <laughs> a, an excellent job, all of you, okay? So you've gone above and beyond, as stated, what really needs to be done, so I appreciate it, personally. Well, thank you, and I appreciate the time that you all spent on this. this is, there are better things to do on a Monday night, and you're here, like representing not only yourselves, but the people of the community. So it, I, I know that this is a big ask. Um, I don't want to force you to be here any more than you need to be, but if you ask something of us, we want to be able to provide it in a way that helps answer any of your questions. Um, but I do want to take the opportunity just to one more time reiterate the the real goal is to just is to review the audit and to make sure that what's being recommended by city council is in line with the ordinance um, and if this is helpful for you we're totally happy to to be here and provide it i appreciate that i also uh, think it takes away your time from other things of the city that you could be spending on if this actually if we isn't within our charge then we probably shouldn't be asking you to do more things to support things that are not within our charge to support it. And I worry that that's a misuse of public funds then. It's fair. As if, if you put on your agenda that you would like me to be here, I will be here with Elvon. <laughs> um, but I, that's, it's fair. It's a fair 
concern. It's always that balancing effect, right? We want to have as much information as possible to make an informed decision, which I know in speaking with citizens, uh, not necessarily on measure specifically, but in uh, like city council meetings and the staff reports that go in there, I know, um, again, these are not my words, these are citizens saying that they're not happy and they think staff reports can be more detailed and more like, you know, just things like that. So for us to be the ones making these recommendations basically to city council hopes to have as much information as possible. But on the other hand, for sure to balance uh, your time with other pressing needs um, that may be required and sort of balance. That is very much a struggle. And like uh, remember we said, we do appreciate and I do love a good graph. So <laughs> if graphs are helpful, you say the word, you will have graphs. No problem. <laughs> but with that, that's all I had. Oh, this was. Um, yep. So measure of citizen oversight committee and staff communications. Any communications? All right. With that, we will adjourn the meeting at 7.19 p.m. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you.